0: everyone welcome to another episode of the giving starts with you podcast i'm your host nelia hutt i am so happy to have my friend i'm gonna call her my friend because that's what she is she's my friend natalie joe flynn to the show how are you today natalie
1: i'm good i'm good yeah we've had a good morning so far and a mild winter getting some snow today but that's okay
0: do you yes, know? you're out in Cleveland. Yes, yeah. awesome. So Natalie, uh, she is someone who has become important in my life, and we've connected through this podcast. She was she's a past guest. She, um, if you guys want to hear, you know, a bit of her backstory, her episodes are fifty two and fifty three, and we connected immediately. And when I heard about this topic and what she was doing. I jumped through the screen and said, oh my God, you have to come back on here and, and talk to us and talk to the, the listeners because I think it's gonna really, really help. Not only you, but me, I'm here to learn too. So I wanna just jump right in and I wanna tell you a little bit about Natalie Joe. So Natalie Jo Flynn, she is a Cleveland, Ohio native. She has been a nurse for 26 years and a nurse practitioner for 15 years. She's dabbled in fashion, theater, and lived in LA and Colorado, where her horse Claire is from. She loves all creatures, big to bugs. Natalie took the extra step in education to become a certified functional medicine practitioner after experiencing a personal health and life crash. And now has her own Move That Mountain Functional Health Practice. I love that name. If I haven't told you before, I think it's amazing. Um, Natalie has a passion for educating people on taking control of their own health and well-being. Today, we're going to do our best to stay on track here. And that's in Natalie's words, because I know we're going to stay on track. I'm not worried. And we're going to talk about how aging doesn't have to mean getting old and i love this topic so much it's something i hadn't really thought about before but when i heard natalie talk about it i'm like oh my god this is too good not to share with all these people that i love and listen to the show as you guys know the giving starts with you podcast is all about how to give to yourself so that you can better give to the people that you love and if you don't have your health You're not going to be there to take care of other people. So Natalie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking the time today to come on here again. Natalie. Well,
1: thank you, Nelia, because this is my third time here with you. And we have become friends over the, what is it, year or more now? A year and a half almost? Yeah. I think it was. I don't know what episode you're on now. And since you're in, since I've been knowing about you and listening to your podcast, it has really brought to mind, you know, how about giving does start with with you and your mission is that no one feels alone, lonely. And I found in my profession that that's so prevalent, and even in, people that are in a room full of people can still feel alone or scared or not know where to turn when they have issues so I've taken on my life to share what I've been through and being more transparent over the years since meeting you and sharing my story originally on here I felt that it was so important to really just we are the leaders anytime we've gone through something we're the leaders for the next person Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what I'm here to do now that I've Figure that out is just to help the next person and help their life in any way I can. So that's that's what I do now. I mean, I I pile it in with my career and my education, but the the core is that I'm here to help the next person. And, and what is it Ram Das said? We're all just walking each other home. So <laughs> I, I love like it. That's, what, that's what we're always doing. But what does it really mean? It's becoming more meaningful to me as I go. So that's good.
0: Thank you for those kind words. And, you know, I really do feel that you have a very giving heart and no wonder you're in this field, you know, because it's you, like, not only does Natalie teach what she has learned, but she lives it every day. And I, for one, am very, very grateful and excited to learn from her because I do need help when it comes to the health portion of my life. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So Natalie, how did you start? How did your story start? Were you always healthy or how did you get there? How did, how did you become interested in helping other people through their health?
1: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a secret. I got on the phone with my mom late last night because I was listening to, a talk where someone said that their mom was the pioneer in the 70s of organic eating and taking care of yourself and I, I thought to myself wait a minute my mom was so <clears throat> I literally called her last night at almost 11 p.m and I said mom she was 19 years old when I was born in 1970 and she got pregnant in 69 at age 19 and she t- took care of herself and I said to her well what was it that made you think to do that or what was it about your you know being pregnant and having me what or why were you the anti-McDonald's why were you the anti-margarine person why did you exercise and teach exercise and you know it's so funny because she's you know I picked her brain and she's like I I don't really know I just knew I was pregnant and I she didn't have a role model herself, she claims, and I'm not going to say anything about my, my grandmother's, you know, her upbringing and, and, and how she raised her kids. But my mom just thought that it was a natural thing to do is take care of yourself. Uh, she said she bought a bicycle when she got pregnant and she rode a bike all through her pregnancy. She didn't ride a bike before pregnancy. She owned one. She started swimming because there was a pool at the apartment. She didn't really swim much before that. And then just eating healthy. But then she stated that she started reading. She said, we didn't have TV and other things to teach us. So she started reading. So she became healthy when I was in the womb. Maybe that carried over. And then my whole life growing up with her, I was the one with the, the raw peanut butter and the hard wheat bread. And and I did never have packaged candies and and chips or anything like that but I'll tell you when I became 10 years old I started working for myself I would go and I would buy all that junk so (laughs) I I went and I purchased with my own money I bought all the candies and and the things that came in wrappers I I did myself in enough but I had I think that foundation and that's how it started and it caught up to me later on because even when I went to nursing school and I was going through nursing, she was always that, that one on my shoulder that was telling me medicine wasn't the preference for her and she was looking into things differently. And, and as we got older, she started studying the health and the body more and more. It just infused and it caught up later. So that saying teach them in the way they should go and they will always come back to that. I was that person that I got a little bit of teaching early. I totally went away from it with my lifestyle behaviors, and and then I, I came back to it. So
0: the, I love that story. I haven't heard. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that before from you. So I love it. I didn't know that you're you got that all from your mom and yeah what a what a great role model in that sense that she took care of herself and taught you that from the beginning. That's not something you know that I grew up with being in a in an immigrant family as well, uh, like in an immigrant family because w- it was all about taking care of other people all the time all the time. And when we did stop to take care of ourselves, it was like, no, 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 there are things to do, you know, kind of like an old-fashioned the women belong in the kitchen, the men are out at work. Um, Not for anything negative, but that's what they grew up with and that's what they taught. And I'm so blessed to have met all these people along my journey that have taught me, no, you need to take care of yourself. And I experienced that myself. And I'm so glad that you've been doing that your life, because you're such a giver, you know, just even to go into medicine and nursing, you want to take care of people. And when you are someone (laughs) like that, who wants to take care of people, you absolutely have to take care of yourself.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I have a a confession to make, because I grew up completely opposite of you. I grew up completely self-centered, selfish, and I believe, I'm gonna throw it out there. I believe my mother was in that survival mode, a single parent with a young child. My parents divorced when I was two and a half. So she was in survival mode. She took care of herself and left me to figure out how to take care of mine at a very, very young age. I said all those things where she instilled those things in me. I did live in, I cohabitated with her and she was there for a lot of things. She did teach me, you know, riding a bike, ice skating, uh, how to cook and make food for myself because she wasn't gonna do it. So I had to do it. And I'm talking six, seven years old. And where am I going with this? About the the giving part, I spent, you know, 52. And I think I spent my most of my life in that survival me mentality it's completely opposite of you I wasn't always a giver so that's my confession I was always a what's in it for me how am I going to survive how am I going to make the next thing happen for me to make it through mm. not in a vindictive way it's just looking back I realized that that is how I did it and why I went into nursing was probably out of desperation of needing to do something that was acceptable, that was, that looked good. And my grandmother also said to do it. So (laughs) I was in fashion design school in LA and I knew that wasn't happening for me. And I was getting involved in some of the same routines that I did as a teenager here. And I knew it wasn't right. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna go home and go to nursing school. And I did, and I just, I got on that path, and I said, that's what I'm gonna do, because I needed something to identify with, something mm-hmm. to uh, belong to, and that was, we can go, there's a whole nother episode, a whole nother episode, but it, it does tie into self-care and, and, and aging, we'll get there, I promise, anyone who's listening for that piece, we're gonna get there the whole purpose of why I did what I did was mainly for survival, belonging, and acceptance. And Mm -hmm. it morphed into a life of being dissatisfied probably with the work I was doing, having my own emotional, mental crash, as I said earlier, or you had mentioned in the, the intro that led me into what can I do with all of this life that I've lived? And all the education that I have now, Now I have this big ball of of stuff, what can I do with it? And I learned about functional health and functional medicine and it just made sense at the time. Uh, But I had to go through all of that mud in order to get to the surface. And and I'm happy, I'm happy with it. I can tell people now that I'm the person that that little girl of me always thought she was anyway and wanted to be. So I can, I can safely say that I found my path through all of the thick and the thin and the, the mud and the muck.
0: This is another reason why I absolutely adore you, because not everybody would be that honest. And I appreciate that, because honesty is what is going to help the people that are listening that are struggling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's just so much in that, but you're right. That could be like a whole different episode, how we went from you know, self-serving to self, because it's giving, taking care of yourself isn't selfish. It's brave. And I think it's interesting, our two different journeys and how we end up together and how I do believe you have such a giving heart. And that's why I wanted, let's help everybody. Let's help everybody figure out how we can live longer so we
1: can give them and- it also, Yeah, right. And what you said, it starts with honesty. And that was the first thing that got me on my path. Mm. And I won't go into where I was, where I was sitting at the time, because I think I mentioned that in an earlier podcast, but I was sitting in the, in the depths of the deepest I have personally ever been. And I had made the decision to be honest, and it was New Year's Eve of 2016 going into 17 when I put my own foot down to myself alone in a small confined space and I said you've got to be honest or nothing's going to happen for you once I became honest then things started to change and it was those little things it was the tiniest things Mm. that I was finding I was being dishonest about that when I caught myself it was like oh, and as soon as I was honest about it, it was like oh, and things just just started to happen. It I and see. it's so hard to tell a child to be honest because dishonesty is self-protective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. and is self protective. Yes,
1: that's what I said before. Growing up in that in that self protective mode, a lot of it had to do with lying, cheating, and things like that to get me where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And. It stopped working for me is what happened it stopped working and I was an adult I had to face myself and say you've got to start being honest with yourself and then with everyone else and that's where the the healing started
0: yeah and with our health right and I think that's where I need to improve is get honest about where my health is really sitting right now and if Natalie can do it and I'm brave enough to put my health in her hands because I am a new client of hers then if I trust her, then you got to trust her. So yeah. All right. Aging.
1: Yes. And bravery doesn't mean taking risks. Bravery is a whole different um, definition of, of life. I'm not talking about being brave by risk taking. It's just being brave emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. Mm. So go ahead. And you said you were
0: 52. I just turned 50. And I've got a long way to go. I've got a 16 year old boy and I want to be here for when he finishes university or whatever it is he decides to do. And I want to, you know, I had him late in life. I was 33 and I do want to be here, not just for him, but for myself and, and become healthier. And yes, we're all aging, but can you talk to me about what it means to you? when you say aging doesn't have to mean getting old, because I absolutely love that.
1: We go through life day to day, we get older, chronologically older, every time the clock ticks, right? Our aging process has to do with how we live through those clock ticks and you know, all of our lives we hear mom and dad and grandma and school teachers and doctors tell us things like, don't drink, don't smoke, sit up straight, chew your food, don't run with scissors. And those are historical things that we probably hear all the time as kids. And, and what does it all mean? It's meant to protect us from injury and from illness. So those are just like simple simple things that we hear that we take for granted in a way that sitting up straight and chewing our food are, I'm gonna pull those two things out because I'm not gonna get into the other things except I was an ER uh, nurse practitioner and an ER nurse for a long time. So running with scissors is a thing and as well as running with chainsaws and other dangerous objects that can hurt you and land you in the ER. But the thing about chewing your food and sitting up straight I think are two of the most interestingly important hmm. basic human functions that will destroy us over time if we don't do them. Really? See, that's I can surprising. tell, you, uh, that's I can tell you for a fact that it starts right there. It starts with posture and chewing. Hmm. So, I mean, I could break this down. We can end in five minutes, or I can (laughs) long it. I can elongate over about fifteen or twenty. But this this stuff isn't new. Taking care of ourselves um, isn't new, and I think that we we can anti-age by learning about our body, learning about our environment, and what types of things are affecting our environment. So we're born with a set of genes, Mm -hmm. and. Some will call it, we're born with a loaded gun. It's our environment that pulls the trigger, so to speak. If Hopefully that's not offensive, but we're born with something, but how we utilize it is how it's going to manifest in our lives. Hmm. So just because you are born into a family that might be riddled with heart disease and diabetes doesn't mean that you will get that unless you follow the same patterns and lifestyle patterns and behaviors that the family before you have. So there are cases where people like twins have been separated at birth and one led one lifestyle and one led another lifestyle. They're completely different. Hmm. There's also a few cases where they were separated and they come back and they're very similar. What is that? There's a lot of studies, a lot of science right now about about, uh, genetics and how we age and how we process life, but that's pretty much in a nutshell it's how we live our life. It's how we breathe, what we drink, how we move, how much we sleep, how what kind of relationships we have with people, our community, and our our spiritual well being. Those are things that will affect our aging.
0: Hmm. And I didn't know about the chewing and the standing up straight. This is interesting to me. I got to hear a little bit more about that. Um, so-
1: but we, 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 I can tell you, it can get into a little biology lesson. Technology is great. I mean, you know, we've been through. What I, what I'm finding is modern technology isn't saving us, and we're still human flesh and blood and cells and bones. And, and I'm getting this feeling that not so much with my generation but the younger people and this is who I really wanted to reach out to because with virtual reality and artificial intelligence we're losing sight of the actual human being and how to take care of it and what we're finding in my practice is sedentary lifestyle and relying so much on every no matter what happens to us, somebody's got an idea to take care. If we get wrinkles, we can get Botox. If our heart goes back bad, we can get a heart transplant. Excuse me, I have to get the dogs. <laughs> it's okay. So with down your So with virtual reality, They're sitting there with uh, goggles on and they're living lives inside this virtual world. They can even, they even have clothing designers for VR. I just found that out. Oh, wow. Change your clothes. There's actually a clothing designer to make like stylish clothes with specific logos to make yourself look like something in this virtual reality world. You could be whoever you want to be. Meanwhile, you're sitting there. Our human flesh is sitting there. And it's deteriorating, so it's getting older than it needs to be. Mm. We're aging prematurely. We might be living longer because of technology, but how are we living better? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we're not living better. You know, and and it's no secret. It's no secret that you know, the obesity and the food. And if you, you've been following your podcast, you had so many guests on to talk about different things like that. Our mm-hmm. system is, our food system is is going down and how we really need to start paying attention to that. So that's how I am approaching today's. It's kind of reminding us that we are flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not robots yet.
0: Yes. I love, very, I, love I love this. Love,
1: because we're not robots yet. And, and, and that's, and that's how we're, we need to start taking care of it. We have to continue taking care of ourselves as humans in this technological world.
0: Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I fall into that sometimes, but I see the new generation, you know, like I said, I've got a teenager and I see him and his friends and As soon as they get out there and do something physical, it's like, but my legs hurt and my back hurts and this hurts. And I'm like, you are 16 years old. What do you mean? And it's because you're not moving enough. In school, you're sitting all day. Then you come home, you're on the computer. My son is addicted to the computer. So I do make sure he gets out there and plays soccer and does all these other things. But when you're not using your body, And especially the young generation now, what's going to happen to them? Like, if I'm already feeling it because I'm not taking care of my body the way that I should be at 50, what are these kids going to do? They do need to be reawakened, I think. Um, In one part, I don't think it's really their fault. They know nothing different. I think it's up to the older generation to guide them. And so I'm so happy that you're focusing on that because I think there's a huge need. Absolutely.
1: Right. So <clears throat> what I like to talk to people about is the experience of let, let's stick with let's go with the, the posture. I'm we're we're always on the phone. Every day at my job, I'm teaching I see a lot of people that have been injured mm-hmm. and they have pre existing issues with their musculoskeletal system and they were say in a car accident and they get whiplash, right? Your head snaps back, but your body's used to being, I can't really t- show you, you know, we're used to being like, like this all day or on the computer all day. We're, we're in this new hunch, hunch kind of thing. Our spine isn't meant to do that. Our spine is, we're meant to be upright. That's why sitting on a ball is helpful in keeping your spine straight. And, you know, doing, looking up from the computer, they say that, but who does it? And how often are we doing it? So I'm taking people and I'm saying, just sit up a little straighter. When you sit up straighter, it opens your rib cage. You can get a deep breath in. Well, Our life is our breath. If we can't get a deep breath in, the breathing, that we can't get oxygen to our blood and our blood can't get to our organs. So when we're hunched over, we're crushing all of our organs, we're it. we're limiting our air breath getting into our lungs to expand and and then we're creating all this stress and tension so then when you do go out and do something your body doesn't know how to act anymore Mm -hmm. if you're sitting all day and then you go for a 20 minute game of b-ball after school yeah you're gonna hurt because you're in this all day and all of a sudden you want your body to do this and and move, it's not gonna happen. So posture is so huge, our, you know, our, our digestive system's in there, our liver, our lungs, our heart, everything. And when we when we bend and hunch forward, we are inhibiting those organs, our vital organs, from getting the oxygen and blood supply that they deserve. And they will start to break down, little by little. And premature aging happens with those little micro insults that we give ourselves every single day, by hunching I said you know I tell myself sit up straight in my car I find I'm like this in my car move the seat a little bit to force myself it's a it's a constant reminder for me and this is exactly what I'm telling my clients every day what I'm saying to you right now I sit there and I show them let's see if I can show you real quick Mm -hmm. let's see so here's here's me I'm just standing in line and then all of a sudden, look what happens. I stand up, stomach goes in. You can actually breathe, but you can feel it right away as soon as you correct your posture. And it's only a few inches of correction. I'm not saying walk like people say, Oh, I can't sit like this all day. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to sit like this all day. I just want you You're to penguin. <laughs> just I was taught that as a kid I think in you know class we were taught how to sit stand you know walk with a book on your head I don't know if you remember that I, I really didn't have to do that but my mom's era when they were little they had to sit up straight and put a book on their head and that that's how that's how we're supposed to be if you look at a skeleton without muscles on it it's supposed mm-hmm. to be straight Thank you
0: for that yeah. reminder. As as I'm listening to you, I like trying to straighten up my yeah. my posture because I I'm a terrible slouch when I'm on the computer. Terrible, you know, honestly. You and mean, I need you to just
1: a little bit. You'll you'll feel your diaphragm. But and and you know, a lot of things that people don't know what's inside. You know, I do know. I know what's inside the body. I can visualize the lungs expanding and contracting with every breath. What the diaphragm does where the stomach and the heart are, you know, I can, I can visualize it. Most people can't. And that's what, what's hard about my job is I get so excited about these little tiny things that make a big difference. But if you can't feel it yourself or visualize it within your own body, it's going to be harder for you to do it until you actually feel it for yourself. So I say, you know, sometimes we just have to do it and then feel it later.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Because if you don't do it, you're gonna feel it later, but it's gonna be a lot different feeling.
0: And then you would have wished, should have, could have, you know, so let's take that time now every day. But what about the chewing? That fascinates me. Is it, do you mean from a perspective of just slow down your eating and appreciate like mindset that way, like just mindfulness? Or is there more to it when you say, that chewing is such a big part of, of of our health.
1: It is all of what you said. It's mindfulness, and it's the the way we're we're designed to eat is we originally we're we're still that hunter gatherer. People would go out, you'd, you'd hunt all day and catch your food or you'd collect berries and you'd collect vegetables and you'd grow, you'd work. You'd work all day and you'd, you'd get your food together. You know in your mind what you're going to make. So your brain's already thinking what you're going to make to eat. So the brain is already thinking about it. And then once you're cooking it, you're, mm. you're smelling the aroma. And then once you sit down with it, you appreciate it so if you remember the waltons everybody would sit around the table you know that's so passive who sits at the table anymore golly just give me that thing let me go eat in front of the computer i got something to do or I, i gotta run let me grab it i'll eat in the car right that's what we're all about our body our human body has to use that food for fuel for energy for existence so if, if the brain can't prepare for what it's going to eat, then it can't create the enzymes it's going to take to digest that food. And by smelling it and thinking about it and seeing it and then appreciating it, your body's already starting to, your mouth waters because it's pre it's getting ready for what you're going to eat already. So it has, it's like a, a an ATM machine. It's only going to spit out the, the 10 for this, you know, if you're going to have a pizza versus a, a broccoli, your mind knows what enzymes are, are needed to digest that versus that. Hmm. So I'm going to have another thing to tell you. So by appreciating it and then chewing it, I'll, most of our digestion happens in the mouth. If we chew, if we swallow things whole, the nutrients don't get absorbed Yes. and the body can't use it. So it's kind of a waste of food.
0: Mm. and Um, a person who loves food me when you slow your food down and you're intentional and you feel the texture the taste you smell you do all of those use your five senses for for that you tend to get full sooner when you slow down it's not just about how much can you fit in your mouth it is very intentional it's more enjoyable you taste things better um I have this self-care rescue kit that I offer people and in there is an eating meditation. And that's something I learned how to do a few years ago and really helped me to slow that down and to just feel everything. And like, what do you mean the texture? I know what I'm eating and the texture, but when you stop Like one of my favorite things to do is sit by the water and have lunch by myself and have no distractions so I can actually feel the food that I'm eating. So I love that
1: we're talking about
0: this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Eating in peace and eating with intention. That might sound woo woo, but the truth is, is that's what we're designed to do. And when we think that we can outsmart our design, we fail. And we're, we're, I don't care how many pedometers you wear, how many smartwatches you wear that tells you your heart rate, how much, how many hours you sleep. It'll tell you that, but what are you going to do with the information? Mm. That's the key and getting back on track with the feet, with the eating is in functional medicine, we treat people based on the root cause of the problem and I would say the majority of our problems and our health disparities all result from malnutrition and we have malnutrition for a lot of reasons and one is okay so the quality of the food isn't isn't great but we still have good food here the packaging people try to do a good job at putting in nutrients that the human body requires but when we go off and we eat ultra processed foods we're getting zero And we're filling up on that stuff. The other thing is we can't outsmart the fact that we need our our teeth to chew. We're finding that people's mouths are getting smaller. Their airways are getting smaller because we're eating food that's pretty much already chewed. So we're not getting that chewing exercise in and that swallowing exercise. And once the food is chewed and swallowed, it goes into the stomach, it gets broken down, goes into the small intestine. And that's kind of where the... The, the helping hands are, you get, that says, okay, you have, this vitamin goes here, this vitamin goes here, this mineral, this mineral, this fat, this carbohydrate, and it, it's, it sifts out, it's like the sifter that tells the nutrients where to go. But if you're not getting the digestion started early, it's going to get lost in translation, mm-hmm. and that's when people put on weight. Because we're eating too fast, not chewing, eating the wrong foods, maybe too many of the wrong foods. And then when we're not getting energy because we didn't do ourselves justice at the beginning, which is right here, like you said, using all of our senses to chew and eat and then swallow. And then you find that you do stop sooner if you take your time to eat and you won't overeat. It's that mindless eating. It's that and granted, I do it too sometimes. And I go, what did I just eat? How many times do you eat and go, I didn't even taste that. Or it's already, you're looking at your, it's already gone. What? Mm-hmm. You know, you just sit in your bowl next to your computer and it's, it's gone already. You don't even remember eating it. And then you're getting something else in 20 minutes to a half hour.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for explaining how that works too with the sifter. Because I think for the first time, I understand.
1: The body is a wonderful tool, a wonderfully designed system, our human bodies. Like if you watch animals in the wild, they will do exactly what they're designed to do. I watch my horse eat grass. Like there could be all this plush grass here and she could walk up to it and sniff and walk away and go over 10 feet over there and oh, there's something good here. Hmm. And it all looks the same to me, but for her, she her her makeup is. She knows her nose knows what's right for her and what's wrong. So she can she'll twirl through the grass and pick out specific little blades and uh, pick around the weeds that aren't good. It's amazing.
0: Wow! Incredible.
1: It doesn't they they'll pick through and they'll only take what is, they know by their nature is appropriate for their body.
0: Hmm. Natalie, can you talk to me about? things that we drink because i'm a big coffee drinker and sugar is a huge thing so sugar
1: does it age us sugar does cause premature aging sugar the way we have it nowadays is is so in everything it's i did the i did the sugar talk years ago and i still have it on one of my anyway I uh, learned so much about sugar when I went off of sugar. And I, I remained off of it for almost three years. Mm-hmm. Reading labels, I'm teaching uh, adults how to read labels because it's an it's an added thing to make everything taste better. It does nothing for nutrition the way that it is now. We get sugar from our fruit and vegetables, have what's called glucose. It, it comes with nature sugar in it but it's also accompanied with protein vitamins minerals fiber so the body knows how to break down an apple versus an apple juice which is just squished juice which doesn't have the fiber and the and and the other nutrients in it so it's like getting a a main line of sugar when you're drinking a, a juice versus eating an entire apple which has all of the collective nutrients in it that our bodies need.
0: So would you, okay, Mm -hmm. we all know that water is amazing for us. What can we drink besides water when we are looking for a healthy choice? Because I'm really struggling with that.
1: Yeah, our bodies are made up of water, so we need to make sure we replenish it. And when we disperse our water, especially when it's cold, people don't realize how much we perspire out of our breath to keep our bodies warm in the colder climates. And we actually get more dehydrated in the winter. You don't think of drinking that glass of water in the winter as much as you do in the summer when you're hot. But in the winter time is when we actually, we dry out. We can feel it dry in our skin. You're putting on more lotion, right? But um, we're breathing out a lot of our moisture because our breath helps keep our body warm. We need more water during, during the winter. And if, to answer your question about water, I, I have this battle with so many people. Whatever it takes to get some in, you know, if you're not, if you're not drinking any water at all, you drink some a little bit, you know, start with some and, and you'll start to feel the difference. Hopefully, you know, I tell people to start with that first morning cup of water. I don't like cold water. I keep my know. water on on the counter in the Brita pitcher. It's another thing, filtered water. Um, I keep it on the counter and I might have my water after my coffee because I just don't like that cold feeling. And, 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 and sometimes it hurts when it's cold, it shocks, it gives like a spasm in the esophagus and it's painful. So I don't like to drink cold water. I drink room temperature water and you can, Well, let me ask you, what is, what is the issue with you and, and water?
0: I, I do like water, but when I want something, when I want to reach for something that's a little bit more flavorful to me, I always go for coffee. I'm not a pop drinker. Um, I do drink juice, which is not great, but I don't in general drink a lot. And because I'm, not feeling thirsty and i think i just need to get that intake no matter what because i only drink when i'm thirsty and i'm very rarely thirsty so i know i'm dehydrated
1: full disclosure i'm an all-day coffee drinker um i traded my my liquor in for coffee six years ago yay yay and I also have to force myself to drink it. You know, there's no, it's just, you gotta force yourself. Yeah. Guess, is you so, have to realize that you wanna, you make the decision, I'm gonna take better care of myself and that's one of the things I need to do.
0: So do you think coffee adds to the, like the aging process or within, because for me, I think it's the sugar that's added into the coffee. Not so much. I
1: agree with you on that one. I'm gonna agree with you on that one only because I don't. I I stopped sugar and I stopped dairy Mm. in my coffee. I add now cinnamon to my coffee, just a shake. And for a while, I was doing some coconut oil in the coffee. If you can get the the oil slick on top, it just it takes away that bite. Mm, of the bitterness of the coffee like people like to have that creamy flavor and it's just about getting over it's about trying it It, if if you want to do better by yourself you just do the thing
0: I love that you're talking about look we can learn all of these things but if you don't take action you know time is going to pass anyway Mm -hmm. a year from now it's still going to be a year from now And if nothing changes, then nothing changes. So it's true. A lot of us deep inside know some of these things, but we need to take action and have accountability. But some of the things you talked about, I didn't realize, like I work, I live in Canada, as the listeners know, and I didn't realize that, yes, I feel my skin getting drier, for example, but I didn't realize it's because I'm dehydrated, because I'm you know, the breath is coming in, like what you were saying was like, oh, I haven't heard that before, I'm learning so much today.
1: I, I like this conversation, I want to, I want to keep it simple because I want people to actually take away, you know, the two main things, if, if you could sit up straighter, and I actually had a client who I taught that to, and just recently, and one, not only does it increase your circulation and get the air to your brain so you can think better, uh, it reduces anxiety because when we hunch, we hunch, we hunch and everything gets cramped up and anxiety can raise you. don't even realize you're not taking a nice deep breath. When you sit up and you take a deep breath, people instantly relax. You can't help it. You instantly relax. So, so sitting up straighter not only helps the m- mental, emotional, it helps the, the blood, the organs. And the other thing I was going to say is the chewing of the food, too, just being able to understand why we eat. We eat for information for our body.
0: Mm.
1: You know, you can put bad gas in your car and it's going to sputter and kick and bark and it's going <clears> to <throat> get to where you're going. But in the meantime, that bad gas is in there. It's breaking down small, fine little um, rubber pieces or uh, getting into areas and making things loose that shouldn't be loose because of the balking of the car. And it's, that's how our body is. Our body's going to get us to where we're going, even if we put in poor mm-hmm. nutrition. It's just going to break down things on the way. And that's where your premature aging is going to come from. It's those little micro actions that that we are taking for granted
0: and we do we do take that for granted you know we all know that we should be healthier but how much of our day do we really spend thinking about our bodies like I'm gonna be brutally honest here because if I'm not honest who's gonna come on here and be honest right the only time I really think about my bodies because this is the thing that I really need help with is when it's in pain it reminds me you're not taking care of yourself. So what that's one of the things I want to do is set time aside every day intentionally and think about what am I doing to myself? How can I change it? Be more aware, like you said, when you catch yourself doing something to try to get into that practice of correcting it. Because I don't want people To do, don't do what I'm doing because I don't want people to only think of their bodies when it's screaming out. Oh my goodness, you know, I have an ache or I have a pain, or because that's not what we want to do. We want to prevent those things from happening, right? Absolutely. And when I talk about giving, starts with you. Health is a big part, and that's the one part that I do honestly tend to forget about, and I'm paying for it now. So I do want to talk a little bit more about this on on the podcast because I don't think that we always associate our health with giving to ourselves.
1: And just to the effect of what you just said, right before we got on, I'm I'm a chronic note taker. I I, you know things are always you could look around my room and pull pull out any little tiny piece of paper. There's a note on it. I need to get more organized, but. I wrote this right before we started. And I said, there's a difference between surviving and thriving. And once we're sick or we feel pain, we're no longer in thriving mode. We are in survival mode and no one's thinking about, so we're not thinking about thriving when we're faced with an illness or injury at the moment. All we're thinking about is surviving through that illness, injury for that moment. And that's why it's hard to talk to people when they're sick about getting better. When I was sick last year, I had COVID one year ago today, and my mom brought me this box of all. Take the 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 last thing I want to do when I'm sick is to take stuff. You know, it took me. I walked by the the aspirin cabinet ten times before I finally took something. The time to talk to somebody about getting better isn't when they're sick mm-hmm. and that's that's why i think it's important for prevention and to reach people before they get to that point but like you said you don't think of your body until it's in pain
0: it's Bad habit.
1: and then what once you're in pain all you're thinking about it all you're thinking about is getting out of pain you're not thinking about all the things that got you into pain and here's yes. me barking in your yes. ear about, well, you know, if you didn't sit up straight, and you didn't chew your food, you might not have all these musculoskeletal problems. If you didn't have all that sugar, you wouldn't be so inflamed. Getting back to the sugar question that mm-hmm. we didn't answer. You wouldn't be so inflamed. Things wouldn't be breaking up. You don't want to hear that when you're hurting. you just like, give me something to get me out of pain.
0: And once and you're out, out of out. pain, yeah, but sometimes once you're out of pain and that feeling goes away, then you don't think about it again.
1: Right, you forget exactly yes. where we was going with that so we're on the same page i was going to say the same thing once the pain's over like ah wait till it happens next time and then i'll be you know i'm going to do this this you have all these great plans just like new year after new year after new year i have all these great plans and then it comes so yes that is a devastating part of human humanity and i say devastating part of humanity because that's what we do You know, there's a lot of people that think and breathe all day long. And those people have their own unique issues to deal with. However, there's a there is a balance. There's a balance and it's just simple. And that's why I love what I do. It's, you know, your simple basics. Are we getting enough sleep? Are we getting enough nutrition? Are we getting are we having good family relationships? Are our stress levels okay? Are we able to have tools to handle stress? Stress ages people more than anything. Because what does stress lead to? It leads to slouching and poor eating. And you know, it, it's all intertwined. And people think, oh my gosh, how can I possibly ever get help? You start with one thing. You start with chewing a meal and sitting up a little straighter. Well, that's two things. But, and things fall into place. It's not terrible. There's hope.
0: I love this. I honestly learned a lot of things from you. And I always love having conversations with you, whether it's on camera, off camera. We have a lot of off camera conversations. And I appreciate that because if I can be educated and want to do something about it, anybody can. Because honestly, I do need to pay more attention. And that's not, I'm not ashamed of admitting that. It's just truthful. And If you're not, like going back to the beginning of our conversation, if you're not honest about where you are, things won't change. You know, I I was just posting about my word for 2023, which is simplicity and just getting back to basics.
1: And that's why I love my, While I started my coaching program before I got into the Institute of Functional Medicine and became a certified functional medicine practitioner, I It started with coaching because in order to affect change people need to be coached and you you can be given here's five tips and speaking of the five tips it's something i've given you to share with people but here's five tips but without the action there won't be any progress i'm gonna buy this gym membership and go to the gym every day you just buy a gym membership and you're not even you don't even drink water. You're not getting enough sleep yet. You know, don't, don't ask your body to do something for you until you do something for it. Mm, Movement is, is great. Uh, Drinking water, reducing your toxic intake of, of unhealthy foods and processed things and ultra processed, looking for cleaner meals, eating fresh things, the way that they're grown, the way that God made them, they're made to nourish our bodies on purpose. Like I talked about the horse, the horse knows innately what to eat, what not to eat. Any, any creature out there besides us, unless they're starving, I've seen animals eat terrible things, but I think it's because we have so much influence on them, but a natural hum- natural animals will only eat what they know is good for them that nourishes them, so eating cleaner, getting movement doesn't mean buying a gym membership and then or sitting. You know, it's just getting up once in a while, breathing, and then looking at your community of people that you hang around. Are you, are you involved with a good uh, core community of people? Uh, because I have in the thing toxic relationships. Uh, are detrimental to our health. We're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. Who, who is that looking around you and saying, are you being nourished emotionally and spiritually also is huge because people that aren't don't care to take care of themselves. So it's a hand, it, there's not just one thing, it all works together.
0: I have learned so much from you today as i know that the listeners have i'm so excited to learn more and i just you know i'm i'm just sitting here and i'm trying to absorb everything so if you have to listen back to the episode listen to some of the things that natalie said she makes a lot of sense and I know some of these things we've heard before, but honestly, it is about action and just finding the right person. Um, I find it very easy to work with Natalie. And um, if you want to reach out to her or reach out to me, please do so. I'm going to put all the links at the end of the show. So Move That Mountain. I love the name. Love it. Where can we find you? Where can we connect with you, Natalie?
1: My website is Move that Mountain Life dot com and i do have a free consultation link right in there you can schedule a 20 minute consultation with me it's usually 30 minutes but i say 20 minutes and we can see what if anything is your next step in your health journey people call me for all different kinds of reasons i'm not always the right person for you but if i'm not i'm definitely going to offer you suggestions it's not it's a win-win situation. You can't lose by reaching out because you're going to learn something from me. And I'm on, I'm kind of on Instagram. Not really. I have a Facebook page, Move That Mountain.
0: Yeah. I'll put all her links down. And you know, sometimes people are hesitant to do these free consultation calls because they're like, oh, it's just a sales call to get me to buy their thing. And it's not. When it comes to Natalie, it's not. She is going to be helping you in that time. And there is no pressure to do anything. But wouldn't it be great to have a starting point? You know, and I really want you guys to take her up on that. She's incredible. She's so incredible that I have invited her to my next ukulele project in Guatemala. And when you talk about the five people that you're surrounded with, we're going to have these five powerful women coming And just creating change and impact and being a part of this community. And you can tell why. You know why I invited Natalie. I mean, she's incredible. So you guys will hear more about that as well. But I just, you know, before we go, is there anything you wanted to leave the audience with today?
1: I just will reiterate, you know, honesty and just start paying attention to yourself. I, I fell into this on an accident. I was a nurse for 20 some years before I understood any of this. We did not learn nutrition and how the body works in nursing school or in nurse practitioner. I have two nurse practitioner degrees and nowhere. We talk about holistic medicine. Well, I never learned that chewing my food was important in, in my degree school. I had to learn that later. So. You know, we're all a work in progress. And I think that it's important to just identify what you're doing to yourself, and one thing at a time. Mm. Just one thing, pick one thing. And download that five tips that I gave you. Absolutely. And there's five things on there. And right now we're dealing with a lot of mental, emotional struggles. And those also go hand-in-hand hand with eating. If you're always in panic mode, fight-or-flight mode, always rushing to get somewhere, you're not going to be able to nourish your body. So you know, just breathe and slow down. And call me. I yes. will talk to you one-on-one.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you for being a part of the show and being a part of my journey and, and my life as well. Um, can't wait to speak to you again and uh, thank you and if the listeners do have any questions please reach out to Natalie Jo please reach out to me and don't forget to check out her journey on episodes 52 and 53
1: yes thank you very much
0: thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe or leave a review see you next week on the giving starts with you podcast